Daniel chapter 6. Uh, you know, a lot of times when we read the scriptures with our eyes, but we don't transfer what we read to our hearts. So this morning I want you to read the text, then ask God to transfer it to your heart this morning so that we might really get what he's trying to say to us this morning. Daniel chapter 6, you know what's going on here. The text, there are the politicians that are jealous of Daniel because of his God, because God has blessed him. Listen, anytime God goes to blessing you, there will be a mess of people that hate you. If you think you're going to live for God and God is going to use you, bless you and do stuff for you, the devil's not going to sit back with his arms crossed as well as the way it is. No, the devil's going to come after you. When God's people get the victory, the devil starts getting vicious and tries to mess up with your life this morning. And that's what happens here in the text. The only way they can find to mess with Daniel would be because he serves God. He's faithful to God. Look at that chapter number 6 this morning. We also, uh, we also find ways to focus on Daniel every time we read this chapter in this text. It, the trip to the lion's den, we read about that. But this morning, I'm not focusing in on Daniel this morning, on his trip to the lion's den. We know the outcome. We know what happens. We know what's going on. But this morning, there's a man in this story that's more of us than probably most of you will admit this morning. More of us can identify with this man. I can't prophesize like Daniel. I can't read the writing on the wall like Daniel. But this man's life that I can relate to and understand this name, his name is Darius this morning. You may ask, what in the world can we relate with this man Darius this morning? Darius does something that we wish that we could take back. But he can't. We've all done things that we wish we could take back, but we can't. So I want to preach this morning on this thought. When you've done what you've done and cannot change it. There is some help in this text that when we've done what we've done and cannot be changed this morning. Let us stand, read chapter 6 of Daniel beginning in chapter, verse number 6. Daniel chapter 6, verse number 6. When the, princes, the presidents and the princes assembled together the kings and said unto him, King Darius, live forever. All the presidents of the kingdom, the governors and the princes and counselors and the captains had consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whatsoever asked that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or any man for thirty days, say thee of thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. Verse 8, Now, O king, establish this decree and sign the writing that it may not be changed. Underline that it may not be changed. According to the law of the Medans and the Persians, which alter not. Wherefore, King Darius signed the writing and decree. Look at verse number 13. Then answered they said unto the king before king that Daniel, which is of the children of the captive of Judah, Regardeth not thee, O king, nor the decree that thou hast to sign, but maketh his petition three times a day. Then the king, when he heard these words, was sore displeased. He, done, he can't change what he just said. 
but with himself. He set his heart on Daniel and delivered him, and he belabored until the going down in the sun and delivered him. Then these men assembled unto the king and said unto the king, Know, O king, that the law of the Medans and the Persians is that no decree or statute shall be king and, um, which the king established may be changed. Underline that. And they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. Now the king spake and said unto Daniel, Thy God, whom thou servest continually, he will deliver thee. And a stone was brought and laid upon the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet and with the signet of his lord. And the purpose may not be changed under the line that concerning Daniel. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you this morning. Lord, we just ask you to touch hearts this morning. Help us to be what we need to be, Father. We just praise you for all you do. Empty yourself and fill me with thy spirit. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. I find in all of our lives sitting here this morning, we've all done things that we wish we could go back and take back. Amen. Now, some of you sitting here and can, and can put on this face that is real spiritual and, and say, you ain't done anything that you could uh, wish you could take back. But I'm preaching to all of us this morning. Every one of us has done something in our life somewhere along the line. We wish we could go back and change the outcome, change what we did. So I'm preaching from the pulpit to the back of the pews this morning. We've all said things, we've all been places, we've all done things that we wish we could go back and change. But the hourglass has ran out, the clock has struck midnight, the word has already come out, you can't take it back, the deed has already been done, and is that is just cannot be changed this morning. There are some that wish they could go back and been a better father or a better, better mother. They wish they could have been something better because their children would have turned out the way they turned out today. If they had gone back and been a better father and a better mother to their children, they might not have been the way they are today. They might not have turned out the way they turned out today. We've all wished we could go back and erase some of our passes and some of the things and deeds that we've done. We all wish that happens. We've all wished we can go back and done this better and the outcome would not have been that way. We've all got things we wasted our time and our life on. And we can't get it back. Words have come out and we can't put them back in. People have heard them. This morning we've all got things we just cannot be changed. You may be sitting here this morning saying, Preacher, there's no hope for me. I'm dragging in with me because of where I've been, what I've done, all these things in my past. I ain't good for nothing because of what I did back there. I ain't good for nothing. I have no, no authority. The, the devil's a liar this morning. Let me just say that. If the devil gets in your ear and tells you because of your past, God cannot use you, God cannot help you, just whisper in his ear. Just tell him, I, I know where you're going. I know your outcome. And you cannot change that. It's settled. It is written. We can't change our past this morning. We can't do it. But I find that God specializes in turning mess moments into monuments. God specialized turning trials into triumphs. God specialized in turning our burdens into testimonies and blessing for the grace of God. 
but he can't do it if you are not willing to let him do it this morning. How did a man get into this position that he got into this morning? First, I find that he was careless. He was careless. This man was so happy, so happy-go-lucky in his life that when they threw this bill at him, say, hey, oh, King Darius, my man, look at here. I've got this bill. It sounds good. You don't need to read it. You just need to sign this because it's all about you, King Darius. He didn't read it. He just put his John Hancock on that and let it go. But he didn't realize what he was doing. He cannot change. He, 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 he was careless this morning. He didn't realize what it might have cost him. He was not thinking about who it might hurt. He wasn't thinking about the, the damage that it might do in someone's life or even in his own life. He wasn't thinking about that. He got in the position that he was in because he was careless. That's the position that we get in a lot of times in our life. We can't change it when we wish we could go back and change something in our life. But the consequences that it might have been in our lives had not been taking place. Maybe that would not have hurt someone else in our lives. Maybe we would not have hurt our families. If we could go back and just change that thing because we was careless and we didn't care. We was not thinking about nobody but ourselves. Young women, I know plenty of young women that are pregnant now. Got children. Did not think they would wind up in this position at the age they're in. But nine months earlier, they didn't care. They weren't thinking about what was happening. But now they've got a child and they're trying to raise this child by themselves because of the outcome nine months earlier. Let me just say this. Anything that you do in your life this morning, the outcome is going to come down the road. You may say something this morning and think it's not going to hurt somebody and it's going to hurt somebody down the road. Your actions, what you do this morning, what you say, where you go is going to come back to get you at some point in your life this morning. I've got things in my life I wished I could go back and change. I, I wished I could erase what I did or what I've said and, and get rid of it and maybe the outcome of the change, uh, maybe it wouldn't have hurt somebody, maybe it wouldn't have uh, brought attention to myself. I wish that I could go back and change, but I cannot go back and change what has been done. We were all young. We get careless when we was young. We don't think anybody, we don't think about nothing. It's all about ourselves. It was careless. He, he was careless. You better look down the road before you jump off into some sin. You can't pick your sin you can pick the sin that you want to do, but you cannot pick the consequences of that sin. You can't do it. Let me just tell you, you need to be careful what you say. Be, don't be careless in the things that you do. Because when the words leave your lips, it's over. You go and shoot in, into your veins, the outcome is going to come. The consequences are going to be there. You smoke. It's going to outcomes, the consequences are going to be there. You may choose, choose the sin that you want to do, but you're not going to be able to choose the consequences that's going to happen to you. 
not only was he careless, but his counselors were bad. He was listening to the wrong voices. You want to know why so many people wind up in a bad situation? Because someone pushed them, someone encouraged them to do something they knew they should not have done. Oh, come on, try this. Everybody's doing it. I mean, you were young. You, know, you heard people say, don't be a stick in the mud. Joins a group. Everybody's doing it, looking at it. They're happy. They're good. There ain't nothing happened to them. Let's just everybody do that. They will listen to the wrong people. Have somebody encouraged you to do something that you know you should not have done, but you did it anyway. And, and you're paying the consequences for what you did now, years ago. I'm telling you, people. It happens. You're going you're gonna to pay the consequences. Right? Just because everybody's doing I told my kids, if everybody was jumping off a mountain, would you jump off too? Well, I look at them like, you are dumb. Well, everybody's doing it. Everybody, not everybody doing it. You're not doing it. Consequences are going to come down to you. He, he, is, he was listening to the wrong people. He just couldn't undo what he did. It said over and over in the text, it can't be changed. It can't be changed. It can't be changed. You might be sitting here morning saying, Preacher, I've got things like I, that I've done. I've got scars. I've got skeletons of my past. I've done things in my past that when they come around to my remembrance, I, I don't think God can use me. I don't think God can love me. But God can change your past if you let him to this morning. What am I supposed to do with all this baggage that I'm carrying with me? Let God have it. Let God have it. Listen, I'm not here to hurt you. I'm here to help you this morning. The first thing to do is to call on God. When, when you know you've messed up, when you know things are not going the way they should, and, and you know, I, I've always found this exactly at the very moment I say something or do something, it'll hit me. You should not have done that. You ever said something since you said it? Oh, no. That ain't going to come out like I thought it in my mind. I didn't think it out. I didn't propose it out. So what do you do when, when you mess up, when you can't get change what has happened in your life? Well, the first thing you do, you run to God. You call on God. I'm telling you, this will cost you nothing. It's a free call. You can call on Him anytime. I'm talking about making a call to glory world. In verse 18, when the king went to his palace and he passed the night fasting. And what goes along with fasting this morning? Prayers. Fasting and prayer. Neither were instruction of music brought before him and his sleep went from him. What is the first thing he does when he have done what he's done and cannot be changed? You take your burden to the Lord. 
and you try to leave it there. Don't drag it back with you. Can't stop carrying it around with you. Uh, stop letting the devil to beat you over the head with it. Don't let it. Hey, Lord, uh, here's my problem. This is what I've done. I've messed up. Uh, I've made a mess out of things. Uh, take it to the Lord. Say, hey, uh, uh, Lord, I'm going to leave it at your feet. Uh, I'm not going to worry about it anymore. You take it. Don't let the devil use it to beat your head up every time. Give it to God and say, God, I'm letting you take this this morning. Yeah. Tell you, that's our problem. We'll come to the altar. We got something in our life that we, Lord, we really need a, we really need a hand here. And you, you ask God to take something from you, and you get up and you drag it right back to the pew with you. We get, we got this idea that we don't think God is big enough to take care of all of our problems. Well, He take care of them, but I don't think He can take care of mine. They haven't done what I've done. They haven't said what I've said. You don't know. I do know that God will take your problems. I know that God will take your burden. The Bible says, cast your cares upon him for he careth for you. When you've done something that cannot be changed, first thing you do is call on the Lord. Call on God. Listen, the Bible says, the Lord, Lord is nigh to them that are brokenhearted and saveth such as a contrite spirit. I may not be able to change what I've done. I may not be able to fix what I've done. I can't fix my past, but I can take it to somebody that can. There's nothing too hard for him. I can't take it to somebody that has done things that I, I can't put it back together, but he can fix things. Things that I've messed up, he can fix. What I can't, he can. I'm not sufficient, he is. I'm not good enough, he is. He can take all the things I've done, all your past, all your mistakes, and erase them from your life if you want. I'm not able, but he is. He is the man. Best thing you do is find when you mess up is run to your prayer closet, shut the door, and say, Lord, here I am. I've messed up. I've really made a mess of things. What I've said, what I've done, I've made a mess of the things. And you just call on him, tell him, he'll straighten it out for you. You know why reason people never get help? Because they try to hide it from God. Adam and Eve. Bible says they were hiding. They done messed up. They were hiding around and tuck, duck and dodge and thinking, well, God can't see me. God don't know where I'm at. Can I say this? It doesn't matter what you've done, where you've been, what you say. God already knows. If we stop trying to hide our faults and our mess-ups and all these things we do, if we stop trying to hide them from God and just run to God, this is my problem, Lord. I messed up. I shouldn't have did this. I shouldn't have done that. I need your help. And He will help you in that. He will help you. My, my youngest son, let me tell you, he was something else. That boy, he, he, that teachers asked him when he was younger, said, what do you want to be when you grow up? First thing out of his mouth was, I want to be alive. <laughs> Teacher looked at him and said, what do you mean? My daddy's always threatened to kill me. <laughs> I want to be alive. 
I, I realized that he took it literally when I was, I'm going to kill you, because his, his report cards were something else. He, 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 he throws some report cards at me like, oh, my Lord. Every report card he ever got, Chris talks too much. He brings the people around him down. The teacher thought one time, I'll be smart. I put him next to the smart person, the smartest person in the class. We put my son next to him, next to him, that smart person was dumb as my boy. I said, ah, ha, ha, who told you that? I'm in bed at one night. I'm in bed. They're in bed, and I get a phone call. And I answer the phone. She said, Mr. Woods, said, yes, says, I'm Chris's teacher. What are you calling me at 10 o'clock at night for? Well, I got this problem with your son. I said, what's that? Well, he's supposed to have his homework in today, but he told me he couldn't do it. I said, what was his excuse? He says, I broke my leg. I told you, I broke my leg. And he's standing in front of the teacher. I broke my leg last night. I had to take me to the emergency room to get my leg fixed. <laughs> and I had to walk out the house, compose myself, because I can't go in there and correct him. I'm smiling and laughing. Yeah, there he is, my boy, there he is. <laughs> Dumb. So I had to go outside, get it all out of me, and, and, and say, I, I, I can't fix what he's done. He can't fix what's done, but I, I can give him the consequences for his actions. Even at one time when he was in the 10th grade, he told a teacher he got kidnapped and they kept him behind the building until lunchtime and said, hey, hey and they said, we'll let you go eat lunch, but you got to promise to come back. And then he come back. All he was doing was playing hooky from school. My wife goes up there and talks to the teacher and says, if you don't believe half the things he tells you what goes on at home, we won't believe half the things he tells us what goes on in school. That boy kept us going. He kept us hopping. But I can't go back and change the things he's done because some of them make me laugh. <laughs> but I did tell him this. I said, you got four boys and you're going to get it four times worse than I did. And every one of them stuck it to him. He come to me one day and said, Dad, I'm sorry. I know what you're going through. I know what you went through. I know what I put you through. I can't go back and change what I did. But I'm going to try to be a better one today. Amen. We've done things in our life. We've done things in our past that we wish we can go back and do over. I can't take a heart that is broken and bring it all back together again. Oh, but I know a man that can. I can't take a soul that is sick with sin and wash it and make it white as a snow. Oh, I know a man that can. Some call him Savior, Redeemer of all men. I call him Jesus, for he's my dearest friend. When you think your life is over and nobody loves you, I know a man that does. Jesus can take your past. All you got to do is run to him and say, Hey, I messed up. I need your help this morning. King Darius knew. He said, I'm going to call on the Lord. I'm going to call on the Lord. He ran to God. But not only did he know who to go to, you had to have confidence in God. Got to have confidence in God. You just don't make a call to God. You have to have the confidence in God. Look at verse number 16. Then the king commanded that they brought Daniel and cast him to the lion's den. 
It couldn't be changed. There goes Daniel into the lion's den. It cannot be changed. Now the king spake and said unto Daniel, watch the confidence that he has. Thy God, whom thou servest continually, he may be, be able to deliver you. He might, you might find favor. No, 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 no. He will deliver thee. Oh, Darius said, I know that I've messed up. I've done the wrong thing. But I believe, Daniel, the God that you serve, the God that you love, is more than able to deliver you. I believe that's why I am this end of calling. God can go to work on the other end. You mess up on this end. You got things going wrong in your life on this end. And you start calling on God. I believe he's already working on the other end to, mess, to straighten out your mess on this end. Amen. I, I believe God already knows what you're going through. And I believe God says, hey, that's a faithful servant. That's a loving servant. He's served me faithfully. She's been serving me faithfully. I know when they mess up. I know when they trip up. They're not going to run to somebody else. They're not going to hide from somebody else. They're going to come to the altar. They're going to get on the altar and they're going to cry oh Lord I messed up I need you I'm already working on this end to straighten out that mess on that end amen that's God for you that's God for you you got to have confidence Daniel I can't deliver you but I believe God can and I'm going to trust him while I'm on this end Calling on him. He's already making a way on the other end this morning. When things can't be changed, you can't run out and just say, hey, it's going to happen. When your child has done run astray and you can't fix it on this end, you pray that God is fixing it on that end. You trust in God. Believe in God. Have the confidence in God that He's on the other end working the situation out. You can't fix them, but God can. God is able to shut the mouth of the lion where He was at. You can't fix the fact that you have down in the den there a whole night long. You can't change it. But what you can do is trust God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we asked or think this morning. God was able to take the situation that Darius got himself into because he was careless and because of the, uh, all the things. You may say, hey, Lord, I've got all these adversaries around me. I, I don't know what to do. But hey, God can take care of them this morning. God is able. God is able. We've got to have the confidence in, in God. We've got to have confidence in believing that God is going to take care of these things. But also, it didn't, Daniel go, didn't stop Daniel from going in. But it sure helped Darius knowing that God was able to help Daniel to get him out. You can't do nothing about your situation this morning. Some people are in what they've done. You can't change what you have been done into now, but you can trust God and He will overcome. 
they have confidence in God and can deliver you. Confidence that you can put all your trust in Him. I, I read this story about an uh, old dirt farmer. Been blending in that place. He was born and lived in that place for 60 years. Never went outside his city. His family's got together and said, Hey, we're, we're going to get you a trip. We're going to buy you a plane ticket. And we're going to send you out to the coast and let you see the ocean. He never seen the ocean. He said, I, I, I don't trust about flying. I don't think I don't want to fly. He said, I don't think the plane will be able to hold me up. I don't believe the plane will be able to keep me up. And, and the whole time his vacation was coming, the tickets had been brought, he was nervous about it. He was anxious about it. He, he, he didn't know if he wanted to go or not, but his family encouraged him, get on the plane, go. You'll have a wonderful time. Well, the time came right, he got on the plane. He went and seen the ocean. He came back. And they said, hey, Dad, how'd you like that trip? Well, it's as bad as I thought it was. What do you mean as bad as I thought it was? He said, but I didn't put all my weight on that plane. That'll hit you at home tonight. Problem is, we don't put all our weight on God. God says, you, don't, you lean just a little bit, but you know what? God says, you, want, you just fall into his arms. Let him take all that stuff you got and just lay it in your, or his arm. Le don't just lean on him. Just say, Lord, I want to get up as close as you as possibly can. I know that you're able to take this. I, don't, I ain't just going to just lean a little bit. That's the problem with a lot of Christians. We don't give God everything. Amen. We try to hold on to it. Let me just say this. God will take every burden you got, every trial you got, if you'll take and give him yourself. You give him yourself first, God will take everything else you've got. And if it's wrong, he'll make it right. If it's heavy, he'll make it light. Oh, just trust in God this morning. Yes. Have confidence that he's able. Do you have confidence in God this morning that he's able? What do you do when you can't change? Call on him. Have confidence in him that he's working it out over there on that end. While you're on this end calling him. God is doing something back yonder that you can't be changed. Working it for your own good. And his glory this morning. Trust in him this morning. Not only did he call on God this morning. Not only did he have confidence in God this morning. He made a change for God this morning. You just can't do the same thing over and over and over and expect something different to happen. You can't, you can't keep going to the bar on Saturday night, getting drunk, expect the, uh, the, uh, the outcome be different on Sunday morning. You can't shoot up drugs tonight and expect the outcome to be different tomorrow morning than it was the last time. You, you can't keep doing something over and over expecting a change to happen. You've got to change something. Watch the change for God in verse 25. Then King Darius wrote unto all the people, nations, and language that dwell in the earth, peace be multiplied unto you. Now watch this. I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom men tremble and fear before God of Daniel. He's not saying anything else. He says, I'm going to make a decree that the God that Daniel serves, that God that Daniel loves, that everybody is going to tremble and fear in him. For he is the living God, 
and steadfast forever and the kingdom that which shall, shall not be restored and his dominion shall be ever even unto the very end. Darius makes a change for God. He has a confidence and he makes a change. You see what he did? He did not make the same mistake twice. He said, I know what I did the first time. I know what I did in that first degree. Some of y'all here sitting this morning and are able to look back and say, I, I, I would have changed that if I could have. I would have done that this way. I would have done it that way. But you can't go back and change it. You can't go back and erase it. So what do you do? You change for God. You take a change in your life and you make God the rule over your life and let God change you. He made a change for God. Don't change up nothing here from being like what it was back there. God is taking care of it. Because we get so beat down, so discouraged that we think we messed it all up. You don't have to be like this morning. Write a new decree in your life. Say, this is what I used to be. I ain't that way no more. I, I, I used to be a drunkard. I ain't a drunkard no more. I, I used to do drugs. I ain't doing drugs no more. I, I used to hang out at church and run away from church. I, I'm running to church now. I, I'm making a de new decree in my life. I'm serving God just like Daniel did, just like Darius said, hey, I'm making a new turn in my life and I'm running towards God. I'm not running away from God. Yeah, I'm, I'm bad about making U-turns in the wrong place. And most of the time, the cops don't see it my way either anyway. So, I was in Florida down on the Alligator Island, they call it, which is an interstate down in Florida. I'm in a state vehicle. I'm heading to a big high-level meeting. And I thought I was exempt. I ran past my exit. I said, oh, no, you, you, mess, you mess up down there. You mess up on an exit and you miss an exit. You got to go miles to get around trying to come back. Do you know them places in the highway that says for emergency vehicles only? It was an emergency. <laughs> it was an emergency. I had to get to that. I was, I'm in for the state level meeting with all these. I, I was, it's an emergency. I whipped around there and full boarding about that time. <laughs> Pull up behind me. I said, uh, can I help you? <laughs> she said, you know what you did back there? Well, it said emergency vehicles. I, I, I'm, I'm I've got a meeting night. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know how Smokey looks. Got them big old hats on, bald head anyway. And it's like tipped out a little bit like that. And he's like, so I'm trying to figure out what denomination he is. I want to hook up, yoke up with that boy. So I, <laughs> I was telling him, I got a meeting I got to get to. Yeah, they don't work that way. They don't see it your way. I thank God that when you're going down a road and you mess up, God ain't going to say, well, you can't make a U-turn here. God says, you, got, you messed up right now. You're going to have to go a year with that before you make a U-turn. God says, hey, you messed up right here. You can U-turn right here and go a different way. You ain't got to wait. God has no limits on where you can take a U-turn at. God wants you to take a U-turn. Get away from what you're doing and turn around and head back to God and let God settle all the things in your life this morning. Take a U-turn for God. Amen. Just don't do it on the highways. 
That will cost you. It will cost you. I, I was speeding down there one time. I was, and that state trooper come up behind me. And he's talking. About, I said, "What do you, what do you, what do you think you're doing?" I threw. I started name dropping. <laughs> I gotta go see Sandy Lambert, and everybody knew who Sandy Lambert was in Tallahassee. I, I've got a meeting with her. What do you got a meeting with her? I said, "I, I work with her." He says, well, I'm going to call ahead of and let them know that you're coming late because you're going to get a ticket. <laughs> Come on, guy, I got to go late. No. You can make a U-turn for God anytime. When you know you've messed up, you know. I, I, it's been a while since I had a ticket. I, I find out the law is real rigid on where you can U-turn at and where you can't. But God ain't that way. You know you made a mistake. God said you can new turn and get right with God. And Darius, he knew that he made a mistake. Darius knew that he, he signed a decree that he should not have signed, but he couldn't get away from it. He couldn't get away. He couldn't make it. He could not change it because he said, over and over, he cannot be changed. He cannot be changed. He cannot be changed. He knew he made a mistake. But he done a new turn. So I might have made a mistake. On that decree, but this decree, I'm not going to make a mistake on. We're going to serve God everywhere. We're going to serve God. And that's what God is just telling us today. We make mistakes. Anybody here has never made a mistake? Surely, surely, surely. <laughs> we all make mistakes. But I'm so glad. God takes our mistakes and throws them behind his back. He says, I'm not going to remember. So why have we made mistakes? Why have we done something in our past years ago that we allow the devil to come and beat us up with it over and over and over, and he berates us with it? We get so discouraged. We get depressed. We're about ready to run out of church, and God is telling you, all you got to do is bring it to me. All you got to do is do a new turn. I'll make it right in your life. Ain't that something? just got to call on the Lord when you can't change it when you, you can't erase it just call on the Lord I, I would thought this would be great if God would just allow us to put a picture of everybody here and put everything that we've done in our past beside our names how many of us will stand and go well how many of us go like I made mistakes. I am not perfect. But I know who he is. And I know where I can come to. And I know what he can do. He can erase my past. He can take that broken heart and bring it all back together again. He can take that sin sick sinner and wash it white as snow. And if he can do that, he can erase our past. Let's stand this morning.